And good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Terribly Entertaining Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and my co-host, Andrew's here. Hello. Wow, you're going to change it up every week. Huh? I like it. Try. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Yeah, that was sexy. Fresh. That was sexy. I'm not going to lie. That was sexy. I've said many times before, my voice is like butter. <laughs> uh, so welcome back, everybody. This week we are uh, we watched, I mean, I've seen the movie probably 15, 20 times when I was younger. I haven't seen it in a while. But the uh, I guess you could call it a cult classic, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This was Andrew's choice because I guess he saw it in Voodoo. Yes, it was on sale for $5. <laughs> so he was like, hey, you ever seen this before? I'm like, hell yeah, I have. And uh, so we ended up watching it again. It's just one of those movies, like, you, you see the cover art for it, and you're like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, oh, it's interesting, for sure. Uh, hopefully uh, other people listening have seen it before. But uh, if you have not seen it, just to give you a brief overview, it's a really complicated movie. It's very hard to understand. Um, aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town for seemingly no reason. But uh, that that happens. Um, so, uh, Andrew, any, any initial takes or anything you want to talk about? I mean, you got it. Seemingly no reason. I mean, you're not going to get a plot or reasoning for the plot. So no. it's just sort of a, you know, a no-holds-barred thrill ride. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, so the, I, I will say the opening credit music, like the movie has a theme song. The music was awesome. It was like a circus rock music, but it was like a theme for the movie. I loved it. Yeah, I got pumped up when I heard that because it reminded me of um, at the end of Zombievers when you got John Mayer's uh, yeah. uh, Zombievers song. I'm like, you know what? More movies need to have goofy songs about the movie. Right. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So the first thing I noticed, and like I said, I haven't seen this in a long time, was the cop. Uh, what's his name? The old guy. I forget Mooney? his name. Mooney is actually Dean Wormer from Animal House. <laughs> just, I didn't. I have the IMDb page open now. Um, I could be wrong. I'm like fairly no, certain. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe his name is John Vernon. Pretty um, sure he's the. His IMDb page is yeah, in black and white. Yes, so that's yeah, good. Dean Werner. Dean Werner. Right. Boom. It's Dirty it. Harry as well. Nailed it. <clears throat> so yeah. So I don't know why that was just the first thing that uh, popped into my head when I saw him. Also, so, uh, God. He's, he's dead. Oh, man. 2005, actually. Ooh. He was kind of old back then. Like, he always looked old, too. Yeah. So, uh movie opens up, and you get to take the, uh, the make, I called it Make Out Mountain. They called it the top of the world where, you know, all the teenagers are making out in cars. Yeah. So, uh, the ice cream truck comes, and he's speaking into the the loudspeaker and says, we give you a stick, you give it a lick. <laughs> yeah. I, I, their, their entire, uh, Oh, and it also said it will tickle you all the way down. Um, yeah. so it looked like the, that those dudes, this entire movie, it looked like they were dubbed, like their voices were not really them the entire movie. Yeah. They were and weird. I, and I was just laughing. I was like, is this a movie in English? That's also dubbed in English. Yeah. They were really um, weird. I don't know what their point <laughs> of the movie was having them in it. It's like they were like a friend of somebody like, all right, don't worry. We'll get you in the movie. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, they almost saved the day at the end. So we'll get right. there. 
Uh, so then he says, oh, you don't want any ice cream? Well, fine, you're not getting any. So then somebody in Makeout Mountain or whatever top of the world goes, well, we were until you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a good laugh. So uh, And then in the truck, they have two husky girls who are just eating all the ice cream, and they don't want anything to do with them. So they invited them hoping to make out, and they're just eating all their ice cream. Yeah, and it comes to, uh, and I'm going to say this now because it doesn't mean anything for the plot, but I'll, I'll forget it if I don't say it. Later in the movie, when they're driving the the, uh, the store around town, or not the store, the, the truck around town, and they're running from the, the clowns and everything, um, they, they had to, I guess they had those girls or other girls, and they had to dump them off. Yeah. And... And one of them said something like, uh, oh, the, the girls or whatever. And the other ones, I'm trying to find in my notes. And the other one said, that's okay. They eat too much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so, so back on, uh, what are they, top of the world. I just keep calling it make out mountain. Uh, the really classy, uh, lead character. Um, what's his name? Mike. Mike, Mike and Debbie. Mike and I- and I just found out Mike in the movie, his last name is Tobacco. Yeah, I see they that. don't they don't say his last name in the movie, but Grant Kramer is Mike Tobacco. So Mike Tobacco and Debbie Stone are making out in the back of his car on a pool float. Really sexy. Yeah. Really sets the mood, you know. First, I thought it was a smiley face, but it was just like a polka dot pool float. Yeah. So then, like you know, they're you know they're making out for like two seconds, and then roll over, and they're staring at the sky, and you know the the killer clown comet's coming, and sure enough, it does. Um, so then they have, of course, have to go check out the comet. So, uh, they go and, so now they go to the guy, the old guy. I don't know. I don't think he has a name. I don't think Royal, Royal Dano plays Farmer Gene Green. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they mentioned his name in the movie at all, but so it it ended up on his, uh, his property. Um, so he goes to check it out. He thinks he's going to be rich for some reason. And the clowns steal his dog through the wall somehow. Um, well, then his his solution was to try to punch the tent. Right. Yes, because that's always what you do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So and uh, then we see our first clown. Right. We see our first clown, and he has a ray gun, of course, that he uses on Farmer Green, and he just turns and I don't. Did he disappear? Or did he turn into the cotton candy cocoon guy? I don't remember. I don't remember either. And I just watched this movie an hour ago. Yeah, I don't remember. So memorable um, it was. <laughs> I did. I did note when they drove up. Uh, so now Mike Tobacco and Debbie Stone drive up, and I did note that he has a GMC Jimmy. I completely forgot that vehicle existed. Well, and the actually, other thing was the uh, the police car um, towards the end of the movie. Or no, the ice cream truck was also a GMC. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there was a little bit of a you know a marketing deal going on here. Uh, so uh, so they drive up and they see a fucking circus tent in the middle of the woods. And the note was, this doesn't feel right. I was like, well, no shit, also, it's a fucking circus tent in the middle of the woods. This doesn't feel right mixed with a little casual Native American uh, racism. Yeah. But it was the 80s, so I guess that kind of stuff was okay. So they, uh, so they decide to go into the tent and this douchey Mike Tobacco says, this is the new wave European circus fantastique. I guess that was his big fucking line. And my note was, I hate this guy. Mike, Mike Tobacco. It just makes it so much worse now that you know his name's Mike Tobacco. I was like, I just fucking hate this guy. So they get in, and his fucking line is, "This looks like it was decorated by clowns or us." Yeah, it's like I was like, "Wow, this guy's a real jokester. He's got them all." Fucking dork. Scary '80s synth music. Right, and I even I noted again. This music is amazing. I love it. I love the music in this movie. 
<clears throat> so they see the cotton candy cocoons with the townspeople in them. And then the clown shows up. There's, I don't know. There's tons of clowns. But clown shows up and he shoots popcorn at them. Yeah, my which, note was popcorn. Why? <laughs> yeah. And I and I noted that two or three times. Like, what does the popcorn do? And then you find out later on in the movie what the popcorn out, does. You find so. out later. But the fun part was when they're trying to figure out what the tent is or the, the structure that they're in. Mike Tobacco's idea was that it was the cotton candy storing facility. And Debbie Stone says... Nobody stores cotton candy like this, yeah, as if she knows. <laughs> right, yeah. She's a she's a connoisseur. Yeah. Um, and then so then one of my favorite parts of the movie, the clowns are now trying to get them, and the clown fashions a balloon a balloon animal <laughs> dog that turns into a search dog and they're chasing them with it. Which I awesome. thought was hilarious. That was awesome. <laughs> so then they get to uh the edge of town, I guess, and now they have to reveal to you what the name of the town is, Crescent Cove. Um, so then they go to uh, the police station, I believe, right? Yep, yep. <clears throat> to tell them right what's the going on. Yeah, so, and of uh, course, Moody doesn't believe what's going on at all. Right, so he calls him a little fart. He goes, <laughs> I knew you, you little fart. I was like, wow. Uh, so then, then I don't know, they're talking, and then they just cut to another scene. with. Uh, there's just random cut scenes to, like, clowns just doing shit in town, killing people, I guess. Uh, so then there's, like, they're at a gazebo and there's just some random teenager there and he's just watching a puppet show. I'm like, what kind of grown ass man stops for a puppet show? It's a good puppet show, man. Yeah. So the eight foot, eight foot tall clown who just cotton candied everyone, uh, says, can I help you with anything? He says, can I help you with anything? The, uh, the drugstore guy. Oh, that drugstore yeah. guy. I feel bad for him. He was cowering behind the counter while right. the uh, while the yeah. clowns were destroying the store. Right. And he says, can I help you with anything? I'm like, they're like eight <laughs> foot tall clowns. They just fucking cocooned people, like cotton candy cocoon people in the store. Can I help you with anything? And then and then from there, you go to another cut scene of this chick with her see-through shirt. So you just get to see gratuitous boobs, I guess. I wrote, hey, boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then there's pizza, so they're delivering pizza to her. The clowns are delivering pizza. Right. I fucking, I fucking love that. Yeah. But I also, I also wanted to make sure I mentioned this Mooney guy. He's so disgruntled. He's you so don't really, angry. You don't, yeah, you don't really know why. He's like a stereotypical. The, you got the young cop who's like the young gun. He's eager to do the job and whatever. And then the old guy who just doesn't want to take any shit. And uh, I just thought that was such like a weird. Yeah. He's just so trope. angry. Yeah. yeah. So the pizza delivery clowns, they open the pizza box, another clown's head pops out, and I'm assuming they kill her. Yes, of course. Or cocoon her, whatever. Of course. They they, they were do, using their little ray gun. Right. So then they cut back to the pharmacy, <clears throat> and they're, again, still wrecking the store. And shaving cream shoots out, and I thought this was weird, that the shaving cream shot into the eight-foot-tall clown's face, and that knocked him out. <laughs> like some shaving cream just took a sh- took his ass straight down to the ground. Yeah. Uh, well, and then and then the sh- the showstopper, the best part of the movie comes up when he goes when they they cut to the biker bar. Yep. So the little young clown comes riding up on his little tricycle and it's jingling and jangling and uh one of the bikers says, "Oh, big bad Jojo coming into town." So then he says, can I ride your bike? And the clown's like, uh-uh. And he's like, can uh-huh. I honk your horn? 
And he yeah, says, at this uh-huh. point, I wrote the clown understands English. Interesting. Right. right. <laughs> well, then, well, then he speaks it too. Uh, so then he he says he can honk his horn. He picks the bike up and smashes it into little pieces. And then the clown just like looks up, and all of a sudden he has boxing gloves on and he's dancing in front of him and he's saying, "Put up your dukes" in like clown speak. Put up your dukes. Put up your dukes. So uh, they're laughing at him. And the biker says, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And the clown literally punches his fucking head off his body. And what we get <laughs> a garbage is one can. of my favorite parts is it's the 80s. They had to have one African-American in the movie. Oh, yeah. And it was just the, the biker uh, guy. Yep. And his line was, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> uh, so then they cut to the big Big Top Burger, I think is the name of the restaurant. And uh, the clown looks like a pedo outside with a hammer behind his back trying to lure the children outside. And then the mom stops her. And then they cut to another guy driving. And the clown is riding an invisible bike next to him with his feet as the headlights. Yeah, he I don't like, know what the fuck that was. <laughs> he was like miming a steering wheel. like, right. and, I'm, and I'm like looking really close at the TV like, what is what is happening here? But then when they cut away, you can see just it's horrible CGI. Yeah, it's um, like his feet or the headlights. I don't know. <laughs> so then they cut to like just the popcorn on the ground. And the popcorn's moving. And again, I was like, what the fuck is this popcorn doing? I don't so understand. The popcorn's alive. Yeah. Um, so then he dumps the popcorn into the dumpster, the clown. And then the guy comes out. And this, I don't know why this irritated me so much, but it did. The guy brings two bags of garbage out. He opens the dumpster, throws the first bag in, closes the lid, turns around, picks up the next bag, opens the lid and throws it in. Like, wouldn't you just open the lid and throw both bags of garbage in? Well, he also didn't notice that there was something going on in there the first the first two times <clears throat> he opened it. Yeah. So then he hears the monster popcorn things. <laughs> and he opens the lid and they're like little monster clown monster flower things they look like little like mini little shop of horror but with clown faces basically yeah and they pulled them in pulled them in and eat them but right before that we had another classic mooney moment where the the phones were ringing off the hook and people were trying to report the clowns and couldn't really hear what the other people were saying on the phone but mooney's reaction to one of them was like oh yeah they took your wife away in a balloon (laughs) 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 I, i just wrote mooney ain't taking no shit right now (laughs) uh so then you find out oh so then there's the shadow puppet show so uh, mike tobacco and the police officer hansen drive up and see the clown on the street corner doing a puppet show for the people at the bus stop yeah, I thought that was awesome. The old people were loving it. The the yeah. young people booed them a little bit. Right. But then he did the, the uh, George Washington and the yeah. uh, cross in the river. Yep, they were cheering, and then I, f- I don't know what else he did. And then he ends up doing a T Rex, and the, the pup, the, the shadow puppet eats them all. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and so then, then of course Dave and, uh, Mike, and Mike struggle over the police car to try and get out of there, and, and Dave sends them into the. The wall crashes the well, car. If you look closely, he didn't actually hit the wall. That happened I don't, three times. I don't think where? they had the budget to like wreck a car. So they made the sound as if they were wrecking a car, but they didn't actually hit the wall. Well, there were three crashes. 
that weren't crashes. Like the movie showed the car stopping and then it would cut to another camera angle and you'd hear the crash. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, we're oh, sort wait. of close oh, to the end. Hold they on. did crash the police car and I figured, okay, fine. They probably shot that last and figured, all right, we don't need the police car anymore. So right. let's actually crash yep. it. But um, so the, as they're it, going yeah. to cra- as they're going to run the clown over, he flies away. So now you can now the clowns fly apparently. Um, so now they go back to Mooney. Oh, Mooney, this is this good. this is one of my favorite parts, and this again makes no sense. I for I, I can't remember who. I guess he was talking to, to Hanson, or I don't remember, but he says yeah, "fuck Hansen you" to was somebody. Telling him he's got to get the uh, he's got to get the state police. State police. He's call them, and, and he, he says, says "fuck you." Over. And then right. <laughs> Fuck you over. And then the phone rings and he says, frig you all. Like you literally just said fuck you to him. And now you're going to say frig. Yeah. Frig you all. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it's like, I don't know. And then I was like trying to think. I'm like, is this movie rated R? Is there like a certain amount of like curse words that are allowed? It's a PG-13. Is there a certain amount of like curse words that are allowed? Like they could slip one in, but two was met, two was too much. Trying to see what it was rated on IMD. It was PG yeah, thirteen. That's probably why. I remember, dude, back in the day, and I don't remember back as far as the eighties, but you could fit one fuck into yeah. like every PG thirteen movie. I, that I had to be it then. Yep. There's probably like uh people at the ratings board or whatever with a clipboard that's like, okay, that's yeah, one. That's fuck, the one. one. More, yeah. One more in your screen. Yeah. Um, uh, but, so so then the clown comes into the police station, one of the many clowns. And uh, Mooney handcuffs him. And then the clown's hands come off. And then he has more hands. He grew his hands back. But leading up to this, um, Dave went back to the goofy uh, ice cream guys to tell them what was going on. And, and he tried to explain it to him. And I just thought it was funny where he um, oh yeah, <laughs> he, he said to them, there's no time to explain. There's clowns killing people. I'm like, oh, well, you just explain. Yeah, you just but, literally explain the whole movie. Yeah, but he wanted those guys to go get uh, Debbie. And they were like, does Debbie have roommates? And he said, she has two roommates with big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. So, yeah, so they go with him. Uh, so, yeah, so then he handcuffs the clown. Hands come off, throws him back. As he's putting him in the jail cell, Mooney's cranky old ass hits him over the head with a flashlight. And the clown's head spins around and he clown monster laughs in his face and Mooney almost shits himself. So then uh police officer Dave comes back to, was it it was him, right? Well, Mooney first got his head smushed against the uh the what you call the cage, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. door of the cell because right. the clown had one of those party favors and it yeah. it was like a hand and it took him by the neck and pulled him forward so it sort of knocked him out and then uh dave comes back right uh dave hansen gets back to the police station where he parks on the sidewalk yeah he just pulls up um, on the sidewalk because you know leaves the lights on and everything and runs right in right so then there's big red footprints all over the police station he's walking around and he comes back to the office and he sees mooney and now mooney has what appears to be red makeup on his cheeks and the clown is sitting next to him and the clown <laughs> is, you can clearly tell he's now, uh, Mooney is a, clearly a ventriloquist dummy. And the clown is using his hand inside of him to make him talk. But he wasn't out there at first. If you remember when uh, Dave got into the police station, there were 
what looked like clown footprints on the floor, but they were, you know, it's like a sticker or something. And it went through two different doors, but then it was all over the walls. So then he came back out into the main area. And that's when uh, you see puppet Mooney. Yeah. Ventriloquist Mooney. Uh, And then the clown pulls his hand out and makes a nice popping sound. And uh, Mooney falls over and dies. So at this point, Dave takes out his... Don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. Yeah, that's right. So then he takes his gun out, shoots the clown in the nose, and explodes into candy, I guess. Yep. Um, And then up until the very end of the movie is the first time that police officer Hanson mentions to anybody that shooting them in the nose kills them. I'm like, don't you think that would be like, hey, let me get on the radio and be like, hey, anyone listening, if you shoot them in the nose, they blow up and die? I don't think there were any other cops, though. Like, the only two cops well, he you called, saw yeah, but he were called Dave the, and Mooney. Right, but he called the state police, and they said they were coming. Like, <laughs> hey, state police, you should probably shoot them in the nose when you get here. Just yeah. decided to keep that to himself. And then another cutscene to more clowns. They're just having a parade down Main Street, essentially. Yeah. And they have a vacuum cleaner sucking all the cocoon, cotton candy cocoon people into it, and they're... You know, they're in the buildings next to him. They're throwing him out the window. Um, and then the... Uh, I have the popcorn makes the mini clown things. Oh, those are in Debbie's bathroom, right? Yeah, they keep going oh, yeah. back and forth between the clown parade, the guys driving the ice cream truck, and right. Debbie, who was in the shower. And right. I, I just thought it was really funny with the guys driving the ice cream truck. Um, I'm trying to see. What was it? Rich and Paul. Yeah, Rich and Paul. Um, they were doing like awful movie, terrible, like mime driving where the guy's like the steering wheels all over the place, but yeah. driving straight down right. the street. Yeah. Um, in front of his screen, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the popcorn clown monster thingies are in her hamper and all over her house. Clowns come in and I don't understand why or Really, there's no reason why they, instead of putting killing her and putting her into a cocoon, they put her into a balloon. But the funniest part about this is that she went to jump out the window, and outside the window was four clowns <laughs> with firemen's hats on holding a, a trampoline. trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, to catch her. I don't know what's so special about her that she gets the balloon treatment and everyone else gets cocooned and killed. They showed a couple, like at the end of the movie when they were back in that main area, they showed a couple of those big balloons. So I guess they were trying to imply that they did it to other people. But yeah, this was sort of like we're putting her in a balloon because she's going to be saved later. Otherwise, they would have just shot her with the ray gun. Yeah. And then there's other people that just get pied to death. That The pies are like acid, I guess. So they throw them and they just turn into a pile of acid. Well, that was the security guard at the yeah. tent when it was at the amusement park. And he yeah. said... Now, first he watches six clowns climb out of a tiny car, and his response is to look at them and go, "What are you going to do with those cl- with those pies, boys?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is the movie is literally all over the place, but it's just enjoy it's just enjoyable in terms of like, so like our podcast is about like movies that are so bad they're good. I don't necessarily think this is in that category. I think it's more in the category of those movies that are like supposed to be scary, but they're like so not scary, so like absurd that they're funny and enjoyable. Yeah, and and it was sort of like uh, 
actually, it, it, we kind of have a pattern here of of uh, movies that we're picking. So you picked two, Airborne and Face Off, and both movies were kind of well thought of, Airborne and Face Off, when when they came out. And just now you look back on them and, and they're ridiculous. And and the two I've picked, Zombievers and now Killer Clowns from Outer Space, are movies that are intentionally so wacky that they're funny and entertaining. So we're getting kind of a good uh, yeah. idea of what each of us likes. Yeah. So, all right. So now we're back in the clown tent that is now somewhere else. And they're watching one of the clowns come up with a swizzle straw and stick it into a cocoon and drinks all the blood out of the person that was in there. Then lets out a big clown burp. And that was right after they lost the twins or not the twins, the, the rich and, and uh, Paul, they were right behind them and they got pulled down into a ball pit. And uh, it was um, two obviously female clowns, one with really big boobs. And the one guy in the ball pit said, Oh, these must be Debbie's roommates. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so now the clowns are chasing him through this clown tent fun house. And the part, this part really pissed me off and I don't know why. So uh, Mike tobacco, they're running Mike tobacco is leading the way and they get to a door and he opens the door and much to his surprise, there's another door. And then he opens that door, and he another has to door. say, another door. And then another door, he has to say it again. Another door? Like, we fucking get it, dude. There's doors. Just fucking open them. Get out. So they crawl oh. through the last door. And all three of them, so Debbie, Mike Tobacco, and Police Officer Hansen climb through. Now, this part drove me insane. I love how now you're you're referring to him every time as Mike Tobacco, by the way. Yeah. And you didn't know an hour ago that that's what his name no, was. That's how good not. it is. Yes. It's such a great name. So this part <laughs> drove me fucking bananas. They get through the door. The clown's on the other side of the door. To lock the door, Debbie takes the shotgun, the only thing that can save them, and latches the door with that. And, there, well, and the, she did that because there were no bullets left. He tried, remember when they were going through the clown doors, the smaller and smaller doors, he went to shoot them and it clicked. So right. there were no bullets left. Right, but it's a it's a weapon, like they have nothing else. Like that's literally the only thing they have. There was a crate right next to that they could have pulled over and put in front of the door. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then the, so this part also made no sense. Now, the... Um, the whatever the twins, I don't know what the, the ice cream guys. Yeah, Rich and Rich and Paul, they're not even twins. I don't know why whatever. I want to keep calling them that. Whatever their names are, yeah. They now somehow are out of the ball pit, back into the ice cream truck. Yeah, but they had lipstick uh, and kissy right. lipstick all over their face. Over yeah. their face. They definitely fucked those clowns. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and they drive <laughs> through the side of the tent, but it's a tent. But somehow they drove through a wall. Yeah, it's it was like, like a paper mache like a, wall. <laughs> it was like a cement wall they drove through. They made it look like I'm like this is. I thought this was a tent. I don't understand. <laughs> so now they're they're now they're talking through the mic the megaphone, telling the clowns that like they're what did he say? Like um, it was like trying to imitate the Wizard of Oz. I forget what he, he said. Was jo- Jojo the Magnificent. I think. Yeah, Jojo the Magnificent. Jo- yeah, um, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, sort of thing. And oh, the, the great and powerful JoJo. Right, yes. So now the clowns all stop, and uh, Mike Tobacco, Debbie Stone, <laughs> and Officer Hansen jump down <laughs> off this pedestal that they were around, they were surrounded on, 
when they run towards the uh, ice cream truck. And then, oh shit, all the clowns look up and it's fucking Mega Clown. I don't know if he has a name. He's fucking Mega Clown. He's not eight feet tall. He's like 12 feet tall. And he's not fucking around. Yeah, he didn't get a credit on IMDb, so I don't know what his name is. So now this is where shit just goes haywire. The clown is coming towards the ice cream truck with these two douchebags in it. And they're fucking honking the horn at the mega clown to tell him to go away. As if that's going to do anything. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I have news for you. His name is Clownzilla, the king clown, (laughs) played by Charles Chiodo, who is one of the writers of the movie. Clowns, okay. Clownzilla, I like mega, <laughs> I like Mega Clown better. But Clownzilla <laughs> is coming at this truck. They're telling these two idiots, "Get out!" No, we rented the truck, so I guess you're gonna die because you rented a truck. <laughs> and they're honking the horn at this fucking thing, like that's gonna do anything. So of course, I'm calling a Mega Clown. Fuck it, I'm making an executive decision. Mega Clown flips the truck over and it explodes. So now Officer Hansen, who uh, we didn't mention, um, used to date Debbie Stone, but uh, he's trying to protect her. So now he's going to be the hero, and he tells them to run while he's going to shoot at the clown from five feet away and miss with every bullet uh, to draw his attention away. Now, at this point, Officer Hansen knows that if you shoot him in the nose, he's going to blow up. But for some reason, every bullet from his revolver is a miss. And he's only literally five feet away, and the clown is 12 feet tall. He couldn't possibly be any bigger. So the I'm clown. Just looking <laughs> at the cast list here. They had 14 different people uh, credited as uh, clown performers. Yeah, there were a lot of clowns. Like, especially at that end there, there was way more clowns than I expected there to be. Yeah. And uh, uh, so the clown. The only one. Go ahead. So Mega, whatever, clown, Mega Clownzilla picks up Officer Dave. And he's, I guess, going to eat him. I don't know. So uh, Officer Hansen pulls off his badge and pops the mega clown's nose and the clown explodes and the whole tent explodes. But he couldn't shoot him fucking 20 times. Yeah, but he the just, tent was taking off like it was going back to space. He couldn't shoot him 20 times, but he pops his nose with a pin. So, yes, the clown's taken off. At this point, the state police show up, and they're watching this tent about to take off. Tent explodes, confetti everywhere. And now you just assume everybody's dead. But, of course, a car, a clown car, crashes down where the tent used to be. And the two dorks, I call them, because I don't know what else to call them, the two dorks and Dave are all in that car somehow. And they're alive. Yeah, and one of them's like, that's the last time I'm going to let you drive. Like, they just were there in that movie to make stupid jokes without yeah. realizing, like, that they were very close to dying, you know? But Yeah, but, like, it just, I don't know. Not I, I know, it's Killer Clowns Matter Space. It's not supposed to make sense. But it makes no earthly sense as to how three of, all three of them were in that car. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. And then uh, they're like, oh, is that it? And then there's, like, confetti coming down. And then just as a final thing to happen for literally no reason they all just get pie on them and then the credits roll and that awesome fucking theme song starts to play again (laughs) it's just just like what the fuck 
like again, I've seen this before, and even going through it again, having not seen it for a while, there were so many parts where I was just like, "What? I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't who, like who thought of this? Obviously, the Chiodos brothers. Well, yeah, Charles and Steve. Oh, there's three of them. Oh, Edward was uncredited. Sorry, sorry, Edward. Which I, I don't know what the deal is around that. I kind of laughed at that. I'm like, there's three brothers making a movie, but one of them is. Um, uncredited for some reason were they mad at him i don't know i mean i'd be we got to get to the important uh, stuff here now the tagline for this movie was it's crazy yeah c-r-a-a-a-z-y okay um let's see it's killer clowns with a k by the way in case anyone would love to watch this wonderful movie it's killer clowns with a k from outer space now, there's a lot of uh, goofs um, in this movie and continuity issues, and they're all listed on IMDb. I'll just say a couple real quick. Um, you know, like when Debbie is attacked in her bathroom, little clowns bite holes in her shirts. Later, when she's rescued, the holes are gone, um, like that kind of thing. Or, um, let's see, in the police station after Clown squir- uh, squirts Mooney with yellow flowers, Mooney says, so you want to play games, eh? If you look at the bottom of the screen, the flowers are still there, but when the shot cuts to a wide shot, the flowers have disappeared. You know, just lazy crap like that. Um, oh, and I did see this. During the motorcycle gang scene, the clown's zipper is clearly visible behind his hair. I thought I saw that. There was, um, oh, there was another scene that I can't remember what it was now. Or you, oh, the, um, the puppet show. The puppet show in the gazebo, you can 100% see the shadow of the guy who was working the puppet, and it wasn't the clown. Because then the clown stands up, and you could see the fucking clown. It's a total separate, a totally separate shadow. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking through the thing where it says crew or equipment visible, but that's not on there. Um, yeah, like in the bathroom scene where a clown comes out of the toilet to attack Debbie, you can clearly see the arm of a crew member operating the puppet. <laughs> Uh, there's one error in geography. All the all the cars have New York plates, but on the street in front of the drugstore has the California Highway 152 sign. Um, yeah, the movie is clearly. I mean, I don't know what the budget was. I'm afraid to even look. I'm looking. I don't even know if it's listed on here. Um, let's see. Uh, Two million dollar budget. One point eight million. No way impossible yeah and that's that was in the trivia that the two million dollar budget went primarily (laughs) to production production costs (laughs) uh the clowns and visual effects were created almost entirely by the filmmakers at very little cost well no shit (laughs) yeah the Um, scene in the in which a car is thrown off a cliff was initially intended to be far more spectacular the car was to fly over the cliff and crash down to the ground unfortunately the sling rope snapped because the effects crew neglected to remove the stoppers from underneath the car's wheels. The result was what is seen in the final film. The car slowly tumbles over the edge and becomes caught on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's one fact, like all, all the way at the bottom there. It says body count, at least 40. Yeah. But um, oh, so Clownzilla was supposed to be made with stop motion animation, but due to production costs, which clearly is the theme of this movie, uh, it was limited time to shoot. They made a suit instead. Hey, whatever. Look, this movie, I enjoyed it and it made me want to go back to the 80s and try to find 
similar crappy movies like this. Uh, like because, critter, like critters, yeah, like those types of movies, yeah. Yeah, like I, I honestly think these are way better than anything that comes out today. Did you, I, I think there's a, a sequel, honestly. Yeah, dude, it was uh, shit. I saw it when I looked it up. Hold on. Killer Clowns. Um, Killer Clown meets the Candyman? No, it was like the return of the Killer Clowns or something. Whoa, this looks bad. The Killer Clown meets the Candyman from actually 2019 as a 4.8 on IMDb. I feel like that's Um, probably high. Have you ever wondered what may have happened if serial killers John Wayne Gacy and Dean Coral met Charles Manson? That's the basic premise of the semi-historically accurate dark comedic tale of horror. That might be a future movie we might have to do. Wait, the return of oh. killer clowns from outer space. Just, oh, it's still in development, so it's not getting made. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> dude, we, we might have to watch this uh, Killer Clown, clown Meets the Candyman. The budget was $25,000. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know if I could. Do, I don't know if I could do that. Um, Twenty five thousand. I'll never. Just a quick story in terms of low budget movies, and it's something I'm probably the only person that's ever seen this movie, aside from my wife and brother in law and sister. There, we were in. This is how old I am. Blockbuster Video back in the day, and we were gonna watch a scary movie, and I picked this movie um, called Cracker Jacked. You want to talk uh-huh. about low budget? Uh, I could not even begin to tell you what the movie's about. Um, other than there's a chainsaw and it's just the most horrific movie. It's got a, I don't even know. Is this the right movie? No, this is rated too high. <laughs> it's got four point something on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it's, it's, I, I, it's probably could not have cost more than $10,000 to make. And I don't know why, for the life of me, it was in Blockbuster Video. Um, but it was... Oh, there it is. 2003. It's got a 1.5 out of 10. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's got a, a 1.5 out of 10, yeah. And I think 1.5 is probably being generous, to be perfectly honest with you. We need to... I Actually, while you were just telling me that, I googled the worst movies of all time. Um, and there's a list on, uh, on IMDb that we might have to go through. Um, Manos, the hands of, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that list. Yeah. 1.8. Yeah. I still, I still feel like we need to watch teeth because I need to watch Velocipaster so badly. I've never watched teeth and I hear about it. It's one of those like cult classics you have to watch where the girl has a vagina uh, vagina teeth. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Howard the Ducks, another one. I feel like we've been teasing Side Out long enough where I'm going to have to watch. We're going to have to watch Side Out next week. Maybe that'll be the next two weeks. Side Out and then Velocipaster after that. Uh, you're just, you're really going to make me watch that goddamn movie, aren't you? Yes. I am so intrigued with the, uh, the premise. That it's, I, you, I, you don't, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. I'm telling you, I watched 20 minutes of it. And the opening fucking scene, they don't even have the budget. And now I don't know if it was a budget thing or they were trying to be funny, but they literally had a graphic that said, like, insert graphic here. And I thought, like, I had a fucked up copy of the movie or something. And I was like, oh, that they actually meant to do that. Yeah, that was definitely on purpose. Um, 
I'm looking at the page now. It got a 5.1. So uh, it'll be entertaining with a 5.1. Yeah, I, I'm thinking uh, side outs next week. But I also kind of want to do movies. I, I think people have seen – you probably haven't. But I think most people my age have seen side out. And they might not realize that it's a volleyball, beach volleyball movie with C. Thomas Howells, a law student, goes out to live with his uncle, California – to uh, work at his law firm and shenanigans ensue and he basically becomes a professional beach volleyball player. This is kind of going to, I feel like this is kind of going to be like airborne. Oh, it's definitely going to be like airborne. It's straight out. It's cut from the same cloth. It looks like it. It's filmed like it. Yeah. It's totally the same. This friend Wiley. Yeah. It's cut from the same cloth for sure. Um, But you know, if anyone actually listens to this podcast, if you have any suggestions for us for something maybe a little more um, well-known that you'd want us to, to talk about, we can certainly do that. I know Idle Hands was one of them that I remember seeing a while back. I that like was that movie. Pretty terrible, but um, I feel like one of the most obvious ones, and I think if you look at these lists of so movies that are so bad they're good, it's always on there, The Room. Um, I've never seen it. I've heard Tommy was so interviewed before and he's so fucking irritating that I wanted to turn the radio off, but I couldn't. Um, but I, he meant to make it as a serious movie, but it's just so horrifically bad. How about uh, the battle of Los Angeles? I actually like that movie. So no, no. So there's a different one. Uh, if you're on IMDb, the movie you're thinking of is a battlefield LA. Yeah. No, no, no. You're thinking of Battle, comma, Los Angeles, or Battle, colon, Los Angeles, which is the guy who played Harvey Dent in uh, yeah, yep. Dark Knight. That's the serious movie. There's another one called Battle of Los Angeles, and it came out around the same time, and it's somewhat of a parody of the idea of that movie. It got a 1.9 on uh, on IMDb, but Kel Mitchell is, uh, is like the main character in that. Boy. And, um... Yeah. Type Battle of Los Angeles. It is uh, one of those so bad. It's like, I don't know that it's good, but. Let me ask you this, because it's one of the other movies I have on my list, my personal list. And I didn't realize it's the ratings are even this bad, but it's got a 2.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Battlefield Earth. I don't think I've ever seen that. You've never seen Dreadlocked. Oh, your favorite, John Travolta. John Travolta, Barry Pepper, Forrest Whitaker's in it. I love Forrest Whitaker from Phone Booth. Um, I'd, I'd watch this. It's, it looks bad I mean, enough. it's 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 horrific. See, there's a difference where I feel like this movie, especially because Travolta's in it, I feel like this is the kind of movie that they tried to make a good movie. Oh, 100% and it was they just did. Trash. 1,000% they did. And I don't even think it's so bad it's good. I think it's just really fucking bad. So I, I, I don't even know if that'd be fun to talk about. Yeah, I, I'm good. I don't think it would be just because I would just be shitting all over the movie the entire time. Because I know you hate Travolta. But I I'm looking at the pictures here and oh my God, like these costumes are so bad. Yeah, they all have dreadlocks. Yeah, holy shit. Oh, the guy, was he the sniper in Saving Private Ryan? I think he's Barry in Pepper, yeah. Too. Barry Pepper, yeah. Oh, that's Barry Pepper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, and then let's wrap. the other real quick, uh, it's a, it's a relatively new movie, um, but it's 2019 and someone, I'm trying to remember who, 
mentioned it to me on our Twitter. Because I'd like to uh, give them a shout out here. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here we go. It's a killer kill a bush. So after I was talking about Face Off, he had mentioned this movie that I had seen recently. And I feel like I had mentioned it to you. <clears throat> it was Fred Durst's directorial debut. Yes, Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. Um, it's called The Fanatic. Devin Sawa, John Travolta. Right. Dude, right. You're just you're just anti John Travolta. Listen to me when I tell you this. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for anybody if you haven't seen it. But he plays a. Uh, I guess he's on the spectrum supposed to be, but it's like he went and like did research and was like his version of someone that would be on the spectrum. And the very, very first line of the movie, he walks into this uh, comic book or collectible store. And his name is Moose, by the way. So the guy says, hey, Moose, how's it going? And the first thing he says, and I quote, this is quote for quote. Can't talk too long. I got to poo. Oh, you love that stuff. Not I got to take a shit. Not I got to go. I got to poo. And I was like, oh, this is how we're starting this movie out. This is line one. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. And the movie continued to be, he's like a super fan, as you can tell by the name. Uh, but it's Fred Durst's direct, directorial debut. It made it whopping $3,153 at the box office. Nice. Go, Fred. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's another one on my list of that I, I kind of... Like, I'm at the point where I look at these movies that I've seen before that I know are bad, and I just want to torture you and make you watch them so you can feel my pain as well. But at the same time, I'm torturing myself because then I have to watch it again. Well, out of your two choices, Airborne <clears throat> excuse me, was torture. Airborne was not torture. You're full of shit. I did not like it whatsoever. Um, Face Off was torture because of how long it was. Oh, yeah. Um. That could have been an hour shorter. Um, at least the two I, I picked were somewhat short. But uh, Good, so now I'm really going to torture you next week. So anybody, anybody who has any suggestions, please let us know. We would love to have some guests on here, um, possibly you know talk about movies they like. But uh, we're trying to get some more people involved here. So if you're listening to this, send us messages on Twitter. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us some favorite. Uh, some of your favorite parts of movies that are so bad they're good that make you love that movie, and we're, we're happy to talk about it. Uh, and I think that we're about 46 minutes right about now, so I think we can wrap it up. We've rambled for 10 minutes or so. <laughs> about. Do you know how to three-way call on Skype? No, we can figure it out. You better figure that shit out before we have a guest on here. Right, that's why I have you here, because you're the expert, so you're, fig- you're going to figure that out, because you're the best. Well, my last podcast, I preferred to do everything in person. That way I didn't have to figure that shit out. But I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, between the two of us, we're very smart individuals. We'll figure it out. I have no The f- two no of us combined make one semi-smart person. All right. Well, that's so, Okay. So <laughs> depends on the day <laughs> we'll of the week. It out. Depends on the day of the week. Some, some days we're smarter than others. But, you know, like some, you know, a friend of mine, I don't want to mention any names, but he watched a movie, uh, a two-hour and like 30-something minute movie, and an hour and 40 minutes into it realized it wasn't the movie he was watching. Yeah, who the uh, fuck did that? Yeah, some asshole thought he was watching a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie while he was watching uh, <laughs> fucking Face Off. 
Well, as my grandfather would say, sometimes you're a smart feller. Other times you're a fart, <laughs> fart smeller. smeller. That's right. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, uh, you can always get us on our Twitters, DevRickus and TMoney26. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Sorry, Andrew Timoney. <laughs> you have so many goddamn you. names. Let's see, I keep it consistent. I have the same name on every platform of everything. Just my Twitter name is different. Everything else is. I the think you same. should change it to T Money, honestly. But you that's should just find me, T Money two six two eight on Twitch. Yeah. And Instagram. Right. So you should do that on Twitter as well. Just keep it consistent. Uh, and again, our Twitter is at TE Movie Pod. You can always get us there as well. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week with some other shit show to talk about. And have a good night. Bye bye.